guys, welcome to another episode of Creating Connections. I've got my guest here, Paulina. And then <laughs> and um, I am so excited to continue this series where I'm asking people that question, um, that million dollar question, what do you want to be when you grow when you grow up? And Paulina, for our audience, I just I'm obviously gonna ask you how old are you? I want them to know um, what step like what age you're in, like what you're experiencing right now before we move forward. Um, so how old are you? Of course. So currently I am 18. I'm going to be a freshman in college this fall. Um, so 18, going to be 19 in September. So still like teenage years, you know, yeah. kind of adulthood, but still getting there. Kind obviously, of, Right. Yeah. Yes. And like, I, I remember those, I mean, I'm not that much older. I'm 25, but I remember that age and it was like, do you know what you're going to do for the rest of your life? Right. And for me, I think that question started in like, I think it started freshman year high school when I started noticing like what clubs to be involved in. Um, when was the first time you were asked and the first time you felt that pressure of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? So I remember as I feel like over, over time, the curriculum changes. And from what I've seen is that they start pushing more things on younger generations as time goes on so like um I'll I'll take like math as an example now like first graders are doing math that I was doing in like third grade so same thing with that question I feel like they're asking it a little earlier now so my first time hearing like what do you want to do for the rest of your life was probably like middle school almost really? like mm -hmm. so sixth they didn't ask like necessarily sixth grade, like, what do you want to do? But as we were choosing classes, it was definitely tailored more towards the career path and goals. And in eighth grade, um, especially in English, they would always like focus on that and tell us to focus on like what classes we were doing. What do you want to do essentially for the rest of your life? And continue to tailor it towards whatever that answer was. Um, so what was your answer at that age? Like, what did you think you wanted to do? Um, so I think my whole perspective of the question first of all and based on the question like the answer to it was i used to see it as like a career so my answer would have to be a career path like um what do you want to do for the rest of your life i would say like oh yeah i want to you know be um a marine biologist because i like working with animals yeah. so um when i was like really young i would say vet and um i always had a bunch of pets growing up kenzie right here is my dog um Aww. so yeah but i was always kind of like I want to work with animals marine biology like that sounded fancy to me so I was like that's a career path but as time went on I feel like it changed from um what what career do you want to have when you grow up versus what do you actually want to do mm -hmm. and I feel like now my I guess my answer has changed when did that that like when did um, you throughout throughout high school every year I feel like I almost I would say that I broadened the um, biology the yeah yeah so it started off as like marine biology or teacher which is two kind of different worlds but I always knew that I wanted to work with people and I like animals doing research um kind of seeing like how why what when so like education kind of played into that but also research and marine biology came into that and as I took classes in high school I think that's when I started to realize like okay I hate science um <laughs> that's something that I found out freshman year I took like a honors or AP um biology class or something and I was like I hate yeah. science marine biology is out of the out of the graph I still liked teaching but I wasn't sure if I wanted to be in that environment for the rest of my life um but I did like um research on the on the career 
and um, they kind of force you to do that in high school I feel like I don't know if they did that for you guys but they did we basically had I think like a worksheet or it was like a quiz you take and then there's a circle I still remember this picture of a circle saying like you want to work in legal matters you want to work in science you want to work in health services and mine was always in legal matters but I do remember that sheet um and I guess I I wasn't a big fan because it was like these are the options right like it was never like well let's get a little more creative um so when you were looking at the teacher route were you liking it what were you thinking I was liking it and picking up things that I liked along the way so I think that what helped me um, figure out well not my answer because I still don't have one but what helped me get closer or like start to get closer to that answer was looking at the options I would get because we also took surveys so I would get my answers and then um, I would look at my morals as a human and like what I liked from those answers. So I wouldn't take like um, teacher necessarily as my answer. I would take um, the, what's it called? Like the context underneath that they would put like the oh, description. Yeah. And I would find things from the descriptions that I liked. So like working with people, um, potentially kids, something with um, education or knowledge. So um, I would take like those little blurbs underneath and kind of figure out like, what do I like from those? And then put it into a new Google search from like more personalized careers. Right. That's smart. Because I did the same thing. I know what you're talking about. Because I'd be like, oh, that makes sense as to why I got grouped into this group. They, I like to talk. And like, in order to be in this field, you need to be able to voice mm -hmm. for other people. So I was like, okay, makes sense. But like, I definitely still felt like, okay, how, how did they come up with these qualities to fit in this role, right? Like, why can't I fit into a different role with these same qualities? And so you took those qualities, you looked for other things, and then amongst the searching, like, what, did it, what else did you come across? I think, so, as I got into the whole, like, teacher working with people thing, I started to kind of, like, tell myself, oh, maybe psychology, because I like um, seeing how how people work. I liked um, educating. So I was thinking like maybe psychology teacher in okay. a sense, um, okay. because I also, that was part of my um, exploration in high school. I took a psychology course and I loved it. I was like, man, this is such an interesting class. I love it. But then um, as I went deeper in the course, because it, it was an AP class, I noticed that it also had some science behind it. And I got, you know, more more like Google searches happen and I was like, oh, you kind of need to know a lot about the brain and scientific factors if you want to like really pursue psychology. And cause I'm a, specialist. I'm a, yeah, yeah. I'm a very passionate person. I feel like if I were to choose psychology, I would have to devote myself to psychology. And since science was part of that devotion, mm. that, that part of me was kind of regretful. So that's when I started kind of looking at more, um, definitely the focus of working with people. I just had no idea where yet which also led me to I think my um even more narrow I guess like I don't even know how to hmm. okay so what narrowed it down the most was one of my college visits actually I got this um girl to you know show me around campus and she said that she was a communications major as to which I, it was something that I've never heard of before. I was like, okay, well, what do you do with a communications major? Like, I've never gotten the answer to one of my surveys as like communications, like career right. communications. Um, but I did some research out of that. And that's when I kind of like, so right now my, if someone were to ask me like career paths, I'd probably say like something along the lines of communications and journalism. I'm just not sure what yet. Ooh. Dude, I really like that you are picking a career because that's that's what 
school sets us up to pick, right? Like you have to pick a route. You can't tell them specifically, like the thing that I tell people I want to become is Latina Oprah Winfrey. I'm not going to be like, yup, sign me up for that degree. But what you can do is find something that teaches you more about, like if I really knew this when I was still in college, I would have picked um, communications, right? Like that's speaking, that's representing, that's I think of marketing um, and whatnot. So I would have picked something along the lines. I picked political science and I learned a lot about legal stuff in state legislatures and I definitely don't regret it. Um, and I think it still plays a part of the bigger role, but I really like that you're still able to distinguish that like this career is a stepping stone. It sounds like this is what you're saying, a stepping stone to what you want to become. It's not like this box that you need to continue being in afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's okay that you don't know what you want to do yet. So absolutely love that. Um, I do want to take it back a little bit. When you were in the process of finding out that that moment when you realized psychology included science, did you feel, I guess, frustrated? Did you feel like, oh man, like I thought this was it. I was excited. Psychology teacher. Okay. This makes sense. Did you like, it sounded like you were super, like always moving forward with it, taking stuff, Googling, like, were you always just sure of like how you felt or did you feel lost? Um, So I think this also comes down to like, individuals and how they think about decisions or how they make decisions i'm a very optimistic person so to me i don't see setbacks or like negativity in something as something holding me back i think of it as like a progression to move further so like oh science and psychology isn't for me well what can i do to you know still pertain to psychology or still pertain to working with people without that factor so i think it's i see more of it as a stepping stone rather than something holding me back it's the perspective i absolutely love that because I think um, it's definitely a trait that people need to practice and get better at. Um, and it's, it's something that you need to make effort towards having. So I love that you already have that and you are continuing that along your journey. Um, so with your communications major, how do you feel? How's it going? I guess you're starting school in the fall. Yeah, just starting. In all honesty, I don't think I have done enough research for um, you know said field that I'm going into, but I'm really excited to see where it uh, takes me. I know choosing classes, so I think classes are going to be online, but um, yeah, it's going to be a different experience being online. How do you feel about that? I am a very, so, you know, communications major. I'm a people person. I'm a very visual learner. So I think it might be a little difficult. I might have to like tweak some classes here and there, maybe change like a time because some classes are going to be, you know, half online, half in the classroom. And it just depends on like what uh, time you got scheduled for. So I might have to change that, but I'm excited because I think that, um, kind of like what I did in high school with the whole, you know, choosing classes, experimenting and seeing what I liked from each class. I think I'll be able to do that freshman year, sophomore year, moving forward and kind of narrow it down as I, you know, keep going college. Yeah. Life. So I kind of want to talk about, cause for people that are also going into college as a freshman or maybe even sophomores, right. Where like the experience is being completely altered. Um, I come from the perspective of working at a university. So my job is to create events. And a lot of those events include like self-growth opportunities. Like I want people to network. I want people to build leadership skills. Um, That's going to be different, right? Because we're no longer communicating in person. How will you push yourself to continue growing in this new atmosphere? I think that's a really good question. Um, Part of my growth right now, and especially uh, short term, even thinking about like summer to now. So like June, July, August, um, I found a lot of growth through human interaction, although, you know, obviously social distancing, but like closest people to me. So family and friends, I've definitely 
uh, grown closer to them and ask them questions about their past, their future, what they think, taking kind of like those um, golden tokens from what they tell me and then putting that in my own um, life and also the internet because yeah, you can always use that as a resource. It's there. I love that. Yep. Um, once again, that optimistic person, like perspective that you have mm-hmm. on seeing the opportunities, um, even though there is that roadblock of COVID and life completely changing. So that's, that's really good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So are there any projects though that you want to share that you're working on? Anything in your life that um, has helped you kind of grow more as a person? Okay, well, something that I do have to say is if you have passions when you're younger and you really enjoy doing something, definitely don't lose that just because other people tell you or just because um, a stereotype is telling you, you know, not to because I've had, so this is like a really silly thing about me, but I enjoy like videotaping or YouTube and things like that. And I remember when I was, I think I was like five years old, I got my first little like camera. It was like one of those flip ones where you can like flip it and you'll see. Oh my gosh, can you hold it like this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. With a little strap. Yes. So I got one of those and I just love video recording anything. And it was always like really silly because um, my parents filmed like family home videos of me. So I think I just got it from them, like always seeing someone like, oh, smile. And I just like doing that, um, you know, like a copycat thing as a kid. But as like, you know, I grew and I started watching, um, you know, TV shows and YouTube started becoming a thing. I was like, oh, people make videos. And then um, as I was even older, I was like, oh, you can make money out of it. So I started um, filming and it was just like hanging out with friends in um, like even second grade. I wouldn't post it anywhere. I would just have these videos of me doing, yeah, second grade. (laughs) Um, it would just be like a hangout idea for us we would just like make crafts film it but it would just like sit in my you know desk SD card and then eventually like sixth grade I started you know going online like I had um, email all that stuff so I was like I'll just make a YouTube account you know might as well post it with my friends so um, that was the time when like clay charms and DIYs were like really big Mm. so that's kind of what my friends and I would do as a passion we would just like you know um, craft stuff, put it online and, you know, hope for the best. But now I think that I've taken, um, that path. And although it's not something that I might want to do, and again, might keep it, might not, um, I don't know necessarily if I would have it as like my main career, but it's also something that pertains to what do I want to do in the future? That's part of that. Um, what I want to do, I probably will still create videos and, you know, share it, whether that be through YouTube or like among a friend group, but I do, I do like that. And I think it's a passion project for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely noticed too, even in my avenues of sharing things, this podcast, um, YouTube, um, Instagram, whatever, what I like from it, even if it does bring money or whatever is like the connecting piece, right? Like being able to learn from other people or being able to see other people's lives. There's this like because it feels so like you're a part of their life when you're watching this YouTube video as opposed to like I'm watching TV and these are obviously actors and this is obviously all fake that realness aspect to all these ways that we communicate through the internet now makes us feel more connected and I love it like I'm obsessed with always like sharing certain aspects of my life um so I like that you were able to distinguish that it's like this passion thing on the side. But yeah, if it could become a career, that's amazing. What oh, I have um, to add to that, because um, earlier you were asking about like how how to um, kind of expand that growth or like find certain things during hard times of COVID. I would say YouTube is a great resource for that because um, I find myself watching like a lot of people and TED Talks also. I, I know that like 
they would show them at school and they would be really boring because sometimes I agree, like I'm not going to sit through an hour watching a TED talk, but I think that some of them are really inspiring. And if you watch the right ones based on what you want to do, you can really learn a lot, even if it means like skipping every two seconds and like listening to what you want to hear, you know, after that, like third skip, you might really hone in on something and be like, oh, I want to keep watching it here. So it's always worth the shot. I like that you pointed it out because there is a difference between learning things in school and then learning things outside of school. I don't know what it is, but I noticed that within myself too, um, mm -hmm. that for some reason it felt like a chore all the time in school, maybe because I knew it contributed to a grade and I, it felt like the control was more in the teacher's hands, right? Like as long as I'm pleasing you by listening to this and getting this A, yeah. whatever, that's it. Mm -hmm. And then listening to that TED talk outside for your own personal reasons there's more of like an internal motivation, I guess, to get that done as opposed to getting that's an a, a. That's another big thing for growth. I think um, what makes other people happy versus what makes you happy. So um, for me, I think it was kind of like a wake up call when, you know, now I'm going to college, I'm not going to be surrounded by the same people all the time. I'm not necessarily going to have to, um, you know, I'm going out on my own and what other people's morals are won't matter as much at in at the end of the day it's what my morals are and what I want to be doing so right and that's not selfish that's not bad that's not like yeah selfish of you to think because I think some people would be like oh that, you have to consider other people but as long as you're sticking to your own like life your own passion your own thing and we're all doing that I think it's very smart for all of us to do that um because then we respect each other's opinions and morals and whatnot better um so that's, that's very true. And I think it's hard for some people though, to not have that weight when they move away from high school, right? Like, oh, I should still care what so-and-so things, or I should still be close with these people. Um, and that that's different for everyone, but I, I hope people understand it's not selfish to want to hang out. With that though, I think I do have to say that I kind of stray away. So I'm someone that like really believes in understanding other people's perspectives. Okay. So while, while it's not selfish to say like, oh, I'm doing this for myself. I also wouldn't want people to get stuck in like that. Like I want to do football. I've always wanted to do football. Like they're stuck in this like tunnel vision. It is also important to kind of see other people's perspectives and get other people's information if they're trying to like guide you along this way. Um, so it's kind of like almost finding a balance between yes. both. Of yes, I sense understand what you're saying because sometimes what we're considering to be right may have not been weighed out enough, I guess, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's say your football example. Um, I want to be a football star, but like, actually, though, like, you need to consider, I don't know, if you've been injured, right? Like, if that is going to be against you, you can't change the rules of football. People still have to be aggressive, so you still may not become this football star. So I, I know what you're saying, uh, or I understand what you're saying, and that's a good point. And when it comes to balance, that is literally everything. Like, that is the biggest thing I've learned in life and growing up. It's all about balance. So I was thinking about this before I went to bed the other day, and I was like, in a in a loop kind of thing and I've recently started like writing down notes and drawing out my thoughts but okay so what do I want to do for the rest of my life I think it can be seen as career path what I want to do for the rest of my life or uh I guess doing other things what I want to do for the rest of my life so like um career is you know to get money and um I think it's different than doing things in life versus um 
because they do sort of overlap each other. You do a career and then you do things for fun, like hobbies, things like that. But in my hierarchy way of thinking, doing things in life. So like the fun things, gardening, um, any hobbies is more important for growth and development as um, like a human or for enjoyment, like finding out what that enjoyment means rather than a job because a job is money, which typically is required to do said things. So I feel like they kind of overlap each other and it's very like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Career versus hobbies and enjoyment. Yes. And I, I, I like how, so one of them is driven by something externally um, mm-hmm. that you, you can control, right? Because the more your experience, the more you grow up in that ladder of whatever company you're in, the more you get paid. Um, but the other one is completely to your control and it's internally, right? It's that internal growth that you allow or either don't allow to happen. And that is a really good point because I think some people that are externally, it's almost like how we hear about those people that are making millions that aren't happy yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. you think when you hit a million, you'll be happy because you've been wanting it so badly, but then you get there and you're still not satisfied. I think it's because they're not internally satisfied. They're not. Mm-hmm. It's all about the balance. Like you said earlier, the whole balance. Yes, thing. exactly. Mm-hmm. They're not asking themselves those questions, right? Like, well, what do I like to do when it's not being rewarded by money? Um, which is a good thing to start thinking about now, because in the long run, when you do financially feel happy, I think it'll be accompanied with the other passion. If you're putting both at a, as a priority, as opposed to one over the other. Well, I appreciate this whole conversation. I, I feel like there are a lot of good points that people will be able to relate to um, and hopefully apply to their own perspectives. I appreciate your perspective. Um, thank you. You killed it. I knew you had some questions as to how this was going to go, but you killed it. You did amazing. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Paulina. And anyone, thank you so much, Vlad. For sure. Anyone that checks out or watches YouTube, please check out Paulina's channel. Paulina, how can they find you? Oh, um, I am Paulina Nicole on YouTube. I'll send, I'll probably like add something to the description, but you can also yeah. find me um, on Instagram, which is also Paulina Nicole. It's in my descriptions on YouTube if you want to check that out. And that wraps up my interview with Paulina Nicole, who shared her story from my marine biologist to teacher to psychologist teacher to now, honestly, just figuring out what it is that she's passionate about as opposed to what she wants to do or what she needs or feels the need to do, right? So I hope that you were all able to take away those golden nuggets from her this conversation and see the strength in, you know, talking to people, family, friends, asking questions, using Google, and also using your own intuition to know what it is exactly that you want to do in life because this is your life to take charge of. You could do whatever whatever you want of it. So why not do what makes you happy? Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you guys next time. Toodles.